Hey everyone, it's Mariah here on Take the Stage Opera Podcast, episode two. Habits are so powerful. You know that if you've ever tried to break one, you know they are so challenging to control, but they ultimately decide who you are and what you are able to accomplish. Fortunately for us, however, there are so many resources about the brain and how we make, keep, and break habits. Is everyone saying no to your singing career? Well, we here at Take the Stage Podcast say toy, toy, toy. Find out what is holding you back so you can stop waiting in the wings and go out and get your standing ovation. There are no forbidden topics here, so get your ticket and find your seat. In Boca Lupo! So I'm intrigued to learn more about habits and how building better habits can help singers directly. To do that, I've got my co-host here to share some books that he has read about the topic. Welcome, Evan. Thank you, Mariah. It is so exciting to be here, and it's better now that you're not in quarantine anymore. <laughs> Woo! Oh my gosh, yes. It's nice to be in the same room. <laughs> and you're feeling well. How are yeah. things? Yeah, I'm feeling much better. No more congestion or... Or sore throat, so that's good. And it's October now. Oh my gosh. Speaking of October, I mean, this is my favorite month of the year because it has my favorite holiday, my birthday and Halloween. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But do you remember when and how we met? I I mean, yes. I remember (laughs) we were in choir together at a university. We were in a large choir. There was like 50 people. And this university would have a Halloween concert every year with the orchestra, and you were encouraged to come dressed in a costume. And we had never spoken to each other before. Like, I knew who you are because you're very tall, but I, like, had never spoken to you at all, right? And what did I come to that concert (laughs) dressed as? You came as Hillary Clinton. Yes, Hillary Rodham Clinton, who... I had just thrown the outfit together, and you hadn't. You were really confused as to like what I was dressed up as, so you asked me. And then I remembered when I told you, you just fell on the floor laughing. I cannot remember the <laughs> concert. I mean, I remember your costume. I don't remember this conversation. Okay, yeah. continue. We were out in the lobby, and you just fell on the floor laughing, and I was like, if this dude thinks I'm this funny, we can be friends. <laughs> I tell you all the time that you're the funniest person I've ever met. Well, hmm. (laughs) (laughs) And you never believed me. So anyway, from there you were like, I want to be Bill Clinton. So for actual Halloween, that wasn't on Halloween. It was just the concert. You put baby powder in your hair and dressed up and we walked around campus, which was a very conservative college. Yes, as Hill and Bill. Yeah, and we gave, do you remember we gave our like platforms we would like walk into random classes and give little mini speeches <laughs> well i remember sitting in one of my classes it was uh, literally about religion a religion course mm-hmm. and i was the only person who even kind of had a costume on <laughs> and i wasn't even the type of person to dress up usually <laughs> 
So I But there you were as Bill Clinton. I remember here I am at the university as a freshman, and that's when I decide to start dressing up as Bill Clinton. It was so fun. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. So I think, I mean, that was what, nine years ago? Because we were freshmen. I think it was. Yeah, probably nine years ago. And neither of us knew we were going to be opera singers then. I mean, I think I did. You did? Yeah. Because I remember we were both ed majors. Well, yeah, we were. (laughs) I had no clue. I was education against my will. (laughs) I had no clue I was going to be an opera singer. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But I think it's, I mean, high time we reprised those roles. Okay. So October is coming up. We better start thinking about our costumes. I need to buy a blonde wig. (laughs) I love it. Uh, Okay, so just a reminder to check out our first episode with opera superstar Jill Grove. She shared some really powerful words about personal responsibility as a way of taking care of your emotional health, and also some reminders that there is definitely someone else out there who is feeling the same way as you do. You are not alone. So just be the person that you need to be in the world and reach out to them. You will not regret it. Episode three, we're talking about finances, which is something I need a lot of help on. And episode four, we will be interviewing Jennifer Townsley about the book, The Artist's Way, which Jill Grove actually recommended in episode one. So Evan, you've been reading some books that you want to share? Yes. Um, So before I get into the nitty gritty details, I just want to say to all of you that you have habits. That's what the books that I've read are talking about. And whether you're aware of them or not, those habits are deeply ingrained in what you do every day. They're either leading you to take the stage or they're leading you away from the stage. Mm. The good news that I'm here to tell you right now is that the only person who gets to choose which habits you have is you. You have the power to create successful habits, but you also have the power to create habits that lead to frustration and disappointment. So with that, the books I've been reading are Atomic Habits by James Clear and The Power of Habits by Charles Duhigg. And I would highly recommend them to anyone out there. I consider reading these books as actually a turning point in my life and in my singing career. It was a powerful moment to realize that I got to decide what type of person Mm. I would be. Yeah. And that I um, could control even my singing career. Nice. Okay, so tell us about that turning point. Well, I had just graduated from grad school, and by this point I had decided I was going to be an opera singer, (laughs) and my voice was not in a good place. My longtime teacher and mentor, Christine Sosinski, who actually taught Mariah for a time Mm -hmm. as well, had recently passed away, and emotionally Mm -hmm. I was struggling. As we all were. Yes, I was... um, Trying to put in all the hard work, I had been for years literally practicing, you know, six hours a day, working with coaches and teachers. I, That's I, a lot. It was tired, <laughs> mostly because I had two kids. Um, I felt the pressure to take care of them and my wife, but auditions were not going well, and my career was heading downhill and not uphill like it was hopefully supposed to be doing. Um, and I was approaching 30, which isn't old, but also I was definitely starting to wonder if it was time to 
get what my brain was calling, Mm. you know, a real job. Well, and 30 is also kind of that age where at least we're told that's when your career is supposed to like take off. Right. And you start seeing your friends buying houses and stuff. Mm. Oh, for real. (laughs) I'm trying to buy a house too, but I'm like, where? I don't live anywhere for more than two months. (laughs) I know. So, I mean, we all know that opera singing is a real job. But, you know, we all kind of have that voice in our head. Right. It's like attacking us and telling us that we need to grow up and stop doing this. But Yeah, I definitely have that voice. We're going to talk about that more in episode four um, with The Artist's Way, so stay tuned. But anyway, I was running out of motivation, and I was wondering if I was going to be able to keep my family afloat and continue my dream of singing. I mean... I think that all of us have been in a place like this before. At least I know that I have. And emotionally, it can be extremely challenging. And then you add finances on top of it. and Exactly. And so, you know, you, you're already worried about, in my case, my family. And um, so that's why we really want to make sure that we're covering finance as well in this podcast and and helping to have more freedom in that. So anyway, but the books that I read... Um, So I had just moved with my family, taken a new job, and worked on my voice with several teachers, but I just could not get things going. My wife had heard a podcast about habits, and these two books were recommended. So she got them from the library and tried to get me to read one. (laughs) As is so often the case, it took me too long to listen to her advice. (laughs) She, of course, wanted me to read the book so that we could collectively have better habits about cleaning the dishes and taking care of the kids. But I think she also hoped that it would help to give me back some fire that I needed to keep singing. She's so smart. She, I know, she really is. And you'll get to hear her in the finances episode. She's the best. She's brilliant. So I started reading eventually. (laughs) (laughs) And it started in small ways. We both started cleaning the kitchen more after each meal, saving a little bit more money, investing differently our money, cooking healthier. And these changes um, were happening. My practicing for my singing started to improve my networking skills. I started reading more. My family relationships started to deepen as I focused on them, and my energy was up from getting better nutrition, exercise, and rest. I just thought it was amazing after one month. Oh, after one month? Seriously, things started changing. Dang. But it now it's almost been two years later, and literally, I can tell you that these books were life-changing. That's amazing that those <laughs> changes happened so quickly. Um, but I'm, I mean, I'm sure that some habits have been more difficult. Oh, definitely. Yes. Some habits came quicker and I could tell changes right away, but other habits were, it took a really long time, especially for my voice. Hmm. Um, I was practicing still, but I wondered if I was growing at all. I found new teacher, you know, it, that whole process. But I found two thoughts so helpful, helpful from Atomic Habits. And they kept me inspired to keep going. And one was the 1% rule. Okay, what's that? So um, he gives an example of an ice cube. And if you imagine an ice cube sitting out on the sidewalk in freezing weather, if the temperature is 28 degrees, the ice cube remains frozen. Mm-hmm. At 29 degrees... 
it's going to be frozen still. It remains frozen just as hard as it was at 28 degrees. And it continues to remain frozen 30, 31 degrees. But then at 32 degrees, it starts to melt slowly at first, but surely. And your habits are like this. If you create habits that help you improve 1% each day Mm. or one degree each day, it might seem like nothing is happening, maybe for a long time. But if you keep those habits long enough, the ice does begin to melt. Mm. That is where most people struggle. They try to begin a habit. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) I've begun many habits. You have felt that before. (laughs) Me too. And so, but people get impatient for the benefits to kick in. I, that reminds me of something one of my very first voice teachers said. He talked about how sometimes we're like bamboo and where like they will not grow for years. Like nothing is happening. But a lot of changes are happening under the surface. And then all of the sudden, they'll just like sprout out like five feet. Wow. And I love that, that. Yeah. And I have thought about that for, you know, 10 years about how if I'm not changing now, that doesn't mean that I'm not progressing. It just means I can't see it on the outside quite yet. Wow. So that, I mean, that would definitely describe my experience. It was like one day, all of a sudden, my vibrato was spinning. And I started getting high notes. And Mm. of course, it's still progress. It's not like one day you're all of a sudden perfect. But it was like after, you know, months and honestly, like a decade (laughs) of all all of this work, I started noticing that it was getting different. Mm. That's awesome. Um, So I want to get to your second thought that inspired you. But I just want to comment that it is so important to hear about what other singers are going through with this. When I'm in the practice room, I wonder if I'm the only one who makes like awkward, terrible noises. And then on social media, I go on there and the only thing I ever hear is the good stuff. Or in the performances, right? Yeah. We only hear people's perfection. Exactly. In my practice room, it's full of the bad stuff. But honestly, it's becoming increasingly good and that's really exciting. That is really exciting. So the second thing that really continues to inspire me is a quote. And I love this quote. It's seriously the type of quote I want tattooed on my forehead, you know? Mm, Yep. (laughs) So this is in Atomic Habits. And um, it says, you should be far more concerned with your current trajectory than with your current results. Mm. And I'll just say that again. You should be far more concerned with your current trajectory than with your current results. And it's so true. Mm. So that could mean that you're in a less than desirable trajectory, which I was with my voice. I mean, I could tell my voice was getting worse and not better. In which which case, you need to think about your habits and where they're taking you. But as it relates to my vocal progress, I needed to focus on the good trajectory, working with a new teacher, and not on the current results, which were that I I felt like a beginner. Mm -hmm. That paid off big time for me in my journey. And sometimes I still get discouraged but about my current results. I think, how come such and such a person has such a sparkling career at 22, 26, or 30, or whatever? And I'm singing scales to fix my technique. (laughs) Right. You know, but if I really slow down and think about it, I am so happy and thrilled to be doing what I am because at least I'm heading down a path that leads to singing. Yeah. And these were all changes that I was able to make by taking my singing career into my own hands and 
my voice wasn't working. So I went from teacher to teacher and got what I needed. And then I worked diligently, slowly and focused on the 1% rule Yeah. until the ice started to melt. Yeah. And I think this is a career where you really have to be careful about where you put your, your idea of success in. So if your idea of success is only that other people find you successful or that you're only making other people happy, you will never be happy in this career. You have to be very careful to make sure that you are doing things to make yourself happy and that you're happy happy with your progress and not with what you're turning out every day. Right. And not even just your vocal technique, but I mean, how often do you look at other people and say, oh, you're driving such a nice car or you're making so much money or whatever. It's like... We all are going to have such a different journey. Yep, it's true. So how does this look for our listeners to create better habits? What tips are there? Well, it isn't, you know, usually as easy as a tip or a trick. Dang. Just like vocal technique. (laughs) (laughs) It's like way harder than that. But understanding how a habit is created in the brain is super crucial. And I learned this process from the power of habits. So I want you to imagine every day you get ready for work jump in the car and follow the same path to work. This same path takes you past the same coffee shop. Okay, you know it, that one coffee shop. This is a very powerful moment. Now you finish the story for me. What do you do when you get to that coffee shop? (laughs) I know what you do, okay? (laughs) You stop and get your morning coffee. That coffee shop is a cue. So you see the coffee shop and immediately your brain does what it has been trained to do. You may not have realized it, but you have decided bit by bit over years of time that every time you see the coffee shop on your way to work, you stop and get coffee. Yeah. Okay. And the same thing, you know, scientists can do this with rats where they put them in a maze and do a buzzer and the rat will Mm -hmm. run through and get a little reward at the end. It's the same thing. So these cues, whether it's a buzzer for the rat or a sing a coffee shop or whatever it is, it's super powerful. As soon as a rat or a human notices a cue that it is used to, it proceeds to follow through with that habit without even thinking about it. Then the rat or the human receives a reward for following through with the habit. Yay! (laughs) And this reinforces the cue so powerfully that eventually when you notice the cue, your brain will start anticipating the reward Mm. very powerfully. Hmm. And so it's just like Pavlov's dogs. And hence, a habit is born, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) So the three steps of this habit circle are cue. You see a coffee shop at the same time every day. You follow through with a routine. So you stop and get your coffee And you get a reward, like the caffeine or the sugar or just a warm drink, whatever it is for you. And those three steps, cue, routine, reward, are repeated over and over to create powerful habits. And since you're human, this is how your brain works. It doesn't want to have to keep making decisions over and over that waste energy. If there is a reward to be had, then it wants to memorize the quickest and easiest way Mm. to get those rewards and train your brain to do them as effortlessly as possible. It is all about efficiency of brain power here, people. That's like when I get in the car to go to your house, but I end up driving straight to work instead because my brain is just so wired to go the exact same way every day. Yeah. 
And your brain doesn't want to keep having to make decisions. Right. So it's like, I know it what I'm doing. It just goes on autopilot. Yeah. And I, I hate it when I do that because it just makes But then you the can come longer. visit us at our house. Well, exactly. <laughs> There's the real reward. <laughs> so Charles Duhigg explains this, um, that we might not remember the experiences that create our habits, but once they are lodged within our brains, they influence how we act, often without our realization. Which is kind of scary. <laughs> but that's why, like, getting control of these habits yeah. is so crucial, right? So we end up with a bunch of habits that are either helping us accomplish our goals or they're taking us away from our goals. Okay, so now we should theoretically know how the brain creates habits. Uh, what does it look like on a day-to-day basis? Can you explain to us one of your specific habits that you've created and what you did to create it? Sure. So this is a simple one, but I used to love reading, and I think I got a little sick of it while I was in college, mm. or I just kind of forgot that I loved it. And my wife and I had gotten into the habit of crashing on the couch each night after we put the kids to bed and watching Netflix, which I'm sure none of you ever do. Mm, Never. And we watched several, you know, fun shows, but we still felt like we were wasting our time and staying up too late. Mm. So we decided we wanted to read more and we knew that we needed to change our habits. First, first thing we needed was a cue. Okay. The cue we decided on was to leave our books on our seats where we normally watch Netflix. Oh. Essentially, the cue was already in place from when our laptops would be on the couch. We just put books there instead. And we even turned on a lamp and lit a candle so that the room was warm and mm. welcoming, feeling kind of like your living room right I, now. With we a have fireplace. a fire going. <laughs> We're super fancy. <laughs> We're a bit bougie. And it was obvious that the books were on the seats when we would you know, get finished with the kids. It was attractive in the room and it was easy to pick mm. up the book. It was satisfying to sit down and read some inspiring materials and then discuss it together. And Mm. it really became very satisfying and rewarding to feel calmer before bed. And it helped us to get to sleep faster and earlier. Yeah. So win, 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 win. All the wins. (laughs) Okay, so what about your singing? What habits have you had that have helped with your singing? I think I already had a habit of practicing, and I'm sure a lot of you do. I did not. I had to (laughs) figure that out the hard way. That might have come from my mom because she made me practice piano since I was four. Oh, good job, mom. (laughs) But if you didn't have a mom like that and you still need a little, you know, practicing motivation, that's fine. There are some things that you can do. I mentioned before with my reading habit that I tried to make the new cue obvious by putting the book on the couch instead of the computer. So this is the first step, and one great way to do this is to find a habit that you already have in your life. It could be something like brushing your teeth, which I hope is a habit, (laughs) and uh, something that's a part of your morning routine, coming home from work, whatever. Find a part of your routine that is already a habit, and then use it as a cue for your practicing, or really any other habit that would be helpful to you as a singer. So you could even have an alarm on your phone that dings. Mm. Then the next thing to do is to try to make the habit of practicing attractive. You could make it in a place that you like and feel comfortable. Step three is to make it as easy as possible. So maybe already having your music in a bag in the car, so that way you don't feel like you need to Mm. make an extra stop or look for your music. And the last thing is to make sure that there is a satisfying reward attached 
Of course, the long-term reward is a healthy career, but (laughs) in the short term, it will be helpful to do something immediately. So for me, I like to sing a song for about three minutes at the end of my practicing that feels really good in my voice, doesn't challenge me too much, and I get to feel musical and confident for a moment. And like I'm not worried about specific Mm. techniques or drills or whatever. Yeah. So it's a reward for my hard work. So what other habits could singers use? There, I mean, I'm sure you could all think of a million too, but a few that come to my mind are, um, you know, eating healthy food so that we have like strong immune systems. Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And we definitely want to do some episodes about that too. Um, finances, which is coming up. Um, reaching out to um, new people to network. Oh, yeah. Learn a new aria each week. Uh, Each week? (laughs) You know, just to get through arias. Maybe just sight read through it so you're familiar with it. Yeah, I'm more like an aria a year, but, you know, it's coming. (laughs) Listen to an opera every day. Okay, that's a lot, too, but... (laughs) Please set aside five hours of your time to listen to one of the ring cycles. Or just listen to the whole ring cycle. (laughs) Daily. <laughs> finances again. Well, finances is honestly like why most singers end up having to quit singing, right? Yeah. I'm, I mean, what other reasons would there be? Um, it's huge. Besides hating singing. It's huge. It's huge. So we, we'll be talking a lot about that. But some other things you could be reciting affirmations. Yeah. Um, meditating. Whatever it is. Okay, so I just want to add that there is no need to develop all of these habits at once, and some of them not at all. Um, As we all, as we say all the time, singing is already a stressful career, and the purpose of habits isn't to add more stress to your life. Right, yeah. It seems to me that the purpose is to reduce stress in the long term so that more of your energy is going towards your goals. It should make your life easier in the long term, so don't beat yourself up about everything. Just realize that 1% at a time, you can make small changes that make you into what you want to be. Exactly. So remember that whatever habits you create, they are powerful and can stay with you for the long haul. They've done research studies on people that lose their memories and traumatic brain injuries. Oftentimes, they cannot tell you where the kitchen is in their house, but um, if the right cue comes along in their daily routine, they will get up, walk straight to the kitchen, and get some food. Wow. So most of us will never have a brain injury, but we... we, Knock on wood. Yeah. But we do the exact same thing. We drive to work by accident when we (laughs) meant to go to the store, just like Mm -hmm. you were saying. It's a habit. We waste time on our phones when we should be networking. That's a habit. So no one will ever be perfect. But you can take a few moments every once in a while to analyze how you use your time and if it is helping you in the long term. So James Clare said it best. He said, your outcomes are a lagging measure of your habits. Your net worth is a lagging measure of your financial habits. Your health is a lagging measure of your eating habits. You get what you repeat. Great habits make time your ally. Bad habits make time your enemy. Mm. So I would encourage each of you to find ways to make sure that time is your ally. When I had a hard audition season, I was discouraged just like everyone else. But I remember the lessons I learned in these books. I decided that I could either let time take me away from my goals or I could make myself better and healthier. And Yeah. 
I, I mean, doesn't everyone have challenging circumstances like this Definitely. sometimes? Definitely. What I think I'm gathering from this is that there are things you can control when things get hard, and habits are definitely one of them. Yes. So despite your circumstances, you can choose to make better habits for yourself, starting now, even during COVID-19 quarantine craziness. Um, but you don't need to worry about the past or even really the present because it's more important to focus on where you're going, your trajectory. Exactly. Okay, so I have just one more question about habits. And that is, how do you keep going when it gets hard? You mentioned earlier that we tend to give up before we can notice the differences. Um, So how can we change that? Well, there's so much information in the books. Of course, um, we can't cover it all, and I would encourage you to read it. Um, I'm illiterate. (laughs) (laughs) I I know not <laughs> not everybody loves reading, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's fine. And we'll we'll try to make sure to include some TED talks in the show notes mm. if that would be helpful. Yes, um, but yes, the short answer is a quote from James Clear. He said, "Eventually, if you stick with it, you hit a tipping point. Suddenly, it feels easier to stick with good habits. The weight of the system is working for you rather than Mm. against you. Because remember, your brain wants to have habits. Yeah. And I'm not saying that that's easy, but the one last thing that I would say from a life coach that I heard just this morning, Jody Moore, she was explaining that when we're having a hard time doing things we don't want to do, the real issue is we don't like the conflict that we have in our brain that's saying, yes. I want to do this, but I don't want to do this right now. Yeah, it's exhausting. It's really exhausting and it feels stressful. And the biggest thing that she had to say was you kind of have to convince yourself to just say, it's okay to feel uncomfortable right now. Mm. Yeah, give yourself that permission. And exactly. Just say, you know what? I don't really want to do this. And I can't really change the way I feel about it. So I'm just going to do it and feel uncomfortable. Hmm. Recognizing that if I'm uncomfortable now, I'm eliminating a lot of future discomfort. Yeah. So that's helpful and powerful, I think. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing this information. Sure. Friends in the audience, we want you to know that you are the one who is capable of making these changes. You are powerful. You have innate creativity and you have the ability to create change in yourself. Singing is already so subjective that sometimes we can feel powerless, but I guarantee you that if you start taking control of things that you can control, like your habits, things can only get better. Yes. So make sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review if you found this episode helpful. It will help us to keep bringing you good quality material. There is much more to come and you don't want to miss our episode about finances coming up. So just remember to stop waiting in the wings and take the stage, my friends, and keep singing in Boca Lupo.